Hi, and welcome to Does This Make Me Look Old? A podcast about aging as gracefully as possible when you're just not ready. We're two 40-something-year-old friends who find themselves kind of straddling that really odd period of time when aging and everything that it's associated with is starting to become a much bigger part of our lives. We're definitely curious, but at the same time, rather terrified about aging. I'm Shiv. I'm a health science nerd and pop culture fiend. And I'm Sim, an adult-in-waiting obsessed with finance and self-help books. We're going to be talking about the stereotypes of aging and how they affect us. And we'll also be doing some deeper dives um, into some interesting topics, such as what it's like to get old in the society, dating when you're older, and scientific advancements in anti-aging products, and even evolution and scientific thinking around aging. And throughout it all, we chat, rant, laugh about our adulting mishaps, of which there are so, so, so many. So join us as we navigate our second quarter life crisis. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Does This Make Me Look Old? Um, so today we're going to have a very interesting topic. We have our friend Taz joining us. And um, well, well, we'll get her to introduce herself. But um, before that, basically, the topic we're going to be talking about today is biological clocks, um, which I feel is often a very, well, maybe I, maybe it's not so female-centric a thing, but I feel like as a female, it's always been kind of topmost in a lot of our minds. But anyway, um, Sim, you were interested in this, in this um, subject. So uh, why don't you talk about your the reason you wanted to discuss this today, um, today, this week, this week, this week. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I think the reason I wanted to actually talk about it is because, um, you know, it, I don't know, it's like one of those things where I feel like we talk a lot about like, you know, um, especially in the workforce and things like that, like I run into a lot of women uh, in general, or even men, actually, um, who talk about like, oh, you know, the time is now to have kids or whatever the, the time they perceive it to be. Mm, yeah. And they talk about, you know, um, different things related to having kids at a certain age or by a certain age or, you know, uh, at certain stages of their lives. And um, it was actually interesting because a few weeks ago when we had uh, the men's episode, uh, the two episodes, right, we mm -hmm. had um, our, our three friends join us and and, and um, and I remember raising the topic of biological clocks and being like, hey, so does that, is that a thing? And it was interesting because it didn't seem to be much of a thing um, for the men. So, so, you know, to your earlier comment, it's like, you know, it's tends to be, I guess, more female centric. I don't know. So I, anyway, it was one of those things that I was like, oh my gosh, we need to like talk about this. And in order to talk about this, like, and try and, because I know, my cycle and how my perspective has shifted or, you know, kind of, you know, changed over time kind of a thing. Um, I, I realized I don't actually know about your perspective on this. Um, and then, and then I was like, oh my gosh, the perfect person to bring into this would be Taz because, you know, heaven knows the girl can actually, you know, <laughs> to speak her mind. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and also she has a different viewpoint in the sense that she, um, unlike us, isn't child free, right? Like she has kids, so I mean, clearly yeah. that that has. Uh, a different I love that she's just smiling. I'm like, Dad, <laughs> jump in. Okay, let's let's start with you introducing yourself and then jump in. <laughs> okay. 
So thanks for having me. Um, I am Taz. I am 43 years old. Um, and I've known you guys for a long time now. Seems like you know <laughs> half of my life, really. So you guys have clearly seen me kind of go through this all the whole process. Um, I am 43. I have two boys, seven and three. And I had my first kid when I was 35. That's the relevant information I'm going to put in, in terms of this episode, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm also uh, in the healthcare field. And uh, yes, so I've gone through two different maternity leaves. And uh, the other day, actually, I was sitting there and calculating that, huh, I've been in this position for 10 years and I didn't get promoted. <laughs> and I was oh. thinking, holy fuck, like, I'm a loser. <laughs> and I'm like, but hold on, hold on. I had two maternity leaves, so technically it's eight years, but okay, I'm fine now. <laughs> but on the upside, I finally did get that promotion, but it was kind of funny that I was like, ah, so actually, technically, it's only eight years because I wasn't even there for two. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a a good segue. So I guess maybe we start off with um, like maybe just starting off with the concept of like what does like was biological clock a thing for you? Was that something you were thinking about um, like right around the time that you got pregnant, for example? Uh, Yes. So I think so I think the biological clock thing has kind of came in a little bit more to the forefront because um, when I met my husband, we were both already in our 30s. So I was in my early 30s. He had just turned 30 or 31. Um, But before that, I think just like you guys, I went through the same phase in my 20s. I was like, oh, maybe, you know, one day I'll settle down. Maybe I'll have kids. Then I went through a phase. Maybe I don't really want kids. or maybe I won't even have kids, but yes, it, it did kind of come in a little bit when I did meet my husband and we both talked about it and we both said, you know, we do want to have kids. Um, and we kind of did this little math in our heads going, huh, so we're already in our thirties. Uh, you know, we don't really have a lot of time uh, in our life right now so i think in both of us are me at least i had always thought oh i'd meet somebody i would date for a few years then i'll be married for a few years and then i will have children to just to make the most of it but mm-hmm. i think when we met i was like well actually to be honest we don't have a lot of time to fiddle around um yeah. and 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 also at the same time i think it was okay because both of us uh, in an interesting way, had already done a lot of things on our own um, as a single person or in previous relationships, sort of taking off things that I wanted to do before I wanted to have kids, which would be, you know, travel a lot, um, you know, move somewhere on my own, live on my own, and, you know, um, a lot of these things that I kind of have thought that I want to do and that I wouldn't be able to do if I had kids. So for both of us, it was pretty easy to say, that's not even an issue. We don't feel like either one of us needed to really wait. Um, so that was one thing that we were both on the same page about. And also, but also at the same time, I think because I was, you know, mid, oh, sorry, early 30. So I think mm-hmm. I was 34 when I got pregnant. Uh, and I had friends who were, had their first kid at 40 and they had trouble getting pregnant. So, you know, you automatically think, oh, okay, 
it's entirely possible we may not succeed in having children. So in the same conversation, when we talked about kids and how many kids we wanted, mm-hmm. we also said it may not happen. We actually discussed things like adoption and IVF and like basically kind of cover those grounds that how badly do we want children mm-hmm. and, you know, very realistic sort of discussions that how far would we go um, because it's, it's a real possibility. It may not happen. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, you know, if it didn't happen, it is what it is. So I think we yeah. kind of went in very realistically, but also mm-hmm. at the same time, in the same phase that I had a friend in her forties who had some problem getting pregnant that eventually got pregnant. I also have friends who I knew in, from high school who um, had fertility problems in their early 20s. Like she had like multiple mm-hmm. miscarriages, was all very heartbroken. So I also knew it's really a kind of roll of the dice. So yeah. I don't think it was like a panic thing So for us. It was more like, okay, realistically, this is what we will try for. And there's only so far we would go. We don't have to have children, but we both wanted children. And because we were just in the right window of mm-hmm. time, we mm-hmm. thought, ah, oh, you know what? We will hope for a child. If it doesn't happen, then we do this, this, this. Um, and yeah, so I think our decisions did get made pretty early on, you know, we got married pretty quickly. I'm pretty sure some people thought, is she pregnant? Is that why they're getting married? <laughs> like there was a there was one wedding. <laughs> one of his couple of his colleagues thought that because we got engaged within like a year. And uh, I mean, I didn't even have to say anything. Liam was like, uh, no, she is. I know I'm uh, South Asian. And she's like, uh, her parents, no. They're not going to let us date for that long. It's going to happen. That's why we're getting married. <laughs> but I, I do think it was a shotgun people... wedding, but for cultural reasons. Not... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh for purely god. cultural reasons. Oh my god. Don't even get me started. My mom <laughs> is just like, like, because we've been dating for like four years now, and she's yeah. just like, ah, uh, if you were, if people knew in India, or not even that they people knew, because people know in India, but she's like, you're just lucky. <laughs> You're just lucky. This isn't as much of a thing as it is. Which <laughs> <laughs> is it because that you 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 live away, like so far from them? Maybe that's why it's like not a real thing. No, I don't think so. I think okay. my mom's just like that. She just likes poking fun. Like it's always like, oh, you know, in a Brahmin household, this isn't the case. This is oh. this isn't how things would go. She like finds random things. Like this isn't even just the one. There's like all sorts of things. Like oh you eat meat, you know, this isn't uh... <laughs> in your yeah. father's household that would never happen. Oh my god. <laughs> you're not a good you're not a good Brahmin girl. <laughs> oh yeah, that's just like a given. We're never good enough. <laughs> I know, I know. But like it's all tongue in cheek. She's like yeah. she's just like <laughs> it's just funny. I know. Funny. Yeah. So, so so Taz, it, it's interesting because you you touched on like one of my questions, which was like, you know, uh about the sense of panic that might come like, or, or worries about infertility and, and things like that. So it sounds like you were taking a lot more of a practical approach, like, hey, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't, right? And then we'll figure out um, the, the situation then. But, um, but because you mentioned the career path, um, you know, that, oh, that you, like recently you were evaluating, like, oh my gosh, you haven't had a promotion kind of a thing. Do you, 
like like are you connecting the fact that you had kids with it uh, with with part of the reason why uh, you think that that could have been um, a delay well at least i think uh, one of them for sure was mm-hmm. because um, you know just around the time when we were i was preparing to write this exam in preparation for the promotion that's when i got pregnant for the second time so it mm-hmm. it it it's not intentional i think it did become a thing because then i was like oh great now i'm going to go ask for this promotion and say see you in a year <laughs> um, and and then i remember that i actually i remember actually having a long discussion about this uh mainly because there were a lot of other things going on before that that really pushed me towards getting this wanting this promotion um mm-hmm. that i remember talking to sim actually about it and I'm saying hey you know i'm going to ask and you know uh and she actually actually told me that you should push for it and make sure you have this promotion before you go on mat leave because it it they will try to delay it and lo and behold that is exactly what happened because <laughs> my boss was like oh you know lots is happening let's talk back after you come back and then when i came back and i'm like okay so remember we talked about the promotion and he's like yeah i spoke to the manager and you know you you know you just got back so you know let's evaluate and see how you do and i was like See that's that's the part that annoys me yeah. so much because it's a thing it really is and it's it's not intentional and it's not malicious but it's almost like uh even if it's like whether it's a budgetary concern or like whatever it is like somehow but they still use that as as some kind of like a delay mechanism you know and and Yeah, sorry. Okay, sorry. I'm like raising my hand. <laughs> no, I guess <laughs> you may speak. You may speak now. Um, yeah, so I'm going to play devil's advocate. Yeah. And um because I'm just thinking about it from a managerial point of view, and is it one of those things where they're like how serious is she about staying on? No. Could it be one of those things? No. No, not not in uh not in our field mainly because they really don't want to hire new people cuz you know we come with experience and also in my case this was my second pregnancy there's no question of me going somewhere i think they knew obviously i'm coming back because yeah. you know like, this you is my relationship you don't think that they'd be like oh is she going to like decide to stay at home with the two kids or something no not that you're going to leave for another field or for another like oh position, right but, like you're just going to leave like leave like leave the field completely you know what i mean no no i don't think so i mean it's not that that doesn't happen like mm-hmm. definitely that's something that does happen but i don't think that was a case for me because both my boss and the manager who's also a woman actually um both of them are quite aware that I'm quite career oriented. In fact, mm-hmm. the first math leave, I didn't even want to take a full year. I I took like 9 months because mm-hmm. I was like, no, you know, I don't want to be cuz nobody had gone in a math leave with this department and I didn't know how they would be able to handle it. So mm-hmm. I actually took a 9 month leave and I was going to split it with my husband. I came back and changed it and said, "No, I want to be I'm not getting daycare. I'm going to stay for the full year." Mm-hmm. Um So that happened with the first pregnancy but the second one like I already said oh I'm going for 
you know, a year. So at least for my case, I know that definitely wasn't the case. I think they were um, just literally, they just, they're like, oh, you're back. Uh, maybe, maybe maybe it's a capacity. Maybe they wanted to see, hey, can I juggle this career? Mm-hmm. Could do yeah. the same thing. Can I put same amount of effort with mm-hmm. two children? So mm-hmm. I don't think it's leaving because the mm-hmm. same thing also happened with another colleague who recently just came back from mat leave and yeah. it was also angling for, a promotion right before the mat leave or right after. And I had told her my experience and I said, Hey, you know, you try to push for it. Um, and then the same thing also happened. She's back now, but they're also like, Oh, let's see. So I think it's an ability question mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they yeah. think you may be more distracted or maybe you have to leave more often. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I know with our manager, she did give one person a lot of grief because she observed that this person was taking calls from daycare or had to leave because the kid was sick. And it was very malicious how the manager kind of handled it. That really? she was like, yeah, she was like, oh, uh, she has a fever. You have to go. And she's like, uh, yeah, I have to go. Like my husband is on a shift duty. Yeah. Um, and she lives like in Ajax or something like a really far distance. So I, I, I think part of it, given all of those, I think it's more at least in our field, that that is it. They're a bit more like, well, maybe you won't be as committed. So let's see how you do. Yeah. Um, and then reevaluate. Yeah. That's a bit unfair for like mm-hmm. your colleague. Cause like, I mean, you can't control when your child gets sick. No. And, and especially because we were all like, but you have a child. This happened to you. You should remember this. Maybe yeah. your child is... <laughs> not young anymore or maybe it's not i mean situations are also different she may have had her kid with her parents whereas most of us uh our kids go to daycare policies are very different Mm -hmm. we stock up all our vacation when we come back because every time our kid is sick we have to take a time off even if they're not sick enough um we can't if they have a little mild fever we can't send them to daycare yeah right and this can happen moment in it i have multiple times where i'm in a panic and I have a very important thing. Both my husband and I have a very important thing the next day. We both have to go to work and we have a child with a fever and there's nothing we can do about it. Like there's nothing. The daycare won't let us. So it's a very real thing that does happen, uh, especially in the first year when kids start daycare. So it's possible. I, that's my theory that they might think, well... Yeah, they just want to see if you can multitask, basically. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think they want to, which... It's stupid because I mean, you have to multitask. <laughs> you have to pay for you have to pay for this exorbitant daycare. So no, you're working. <laughs> uh, I wonder if the pandemics made things easier. In the oh my god, like... so much easier, so much because now, now this is why everybody, like at least my organization, had this recently pulled out this like work from home policies, and I mean we haven't had formal discussions with the group, but uh, yeah, definitely the fact that everything we do can be done remotely. Everybody's very happy about this, and everyone's like, "This is great." In these particular cases, you can totally work from home. So I think it stays at least for parents. In that regard, has been a 
has been a boon for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For my field. I can't speak for all fields, obviously. Oh no, no. Yeah. Like yeah. For, for other other fields it would be different. Yeah. I mean if yeah. you had to be if you had to physically be somewhere, then mm-hmm. it wouldn't change. You'd still need a sick day, right? Like yeah. take care yeah. of a child. So yeah. 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 No, but I, I definitely do think that in general, I would expect in all, all a mo- in a lot of fields, right? Like for parents or caregivers in general, that you know, if they're um that being able to work from home and the fact that, you know, the pandemic showed us that it's all possible. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I think it showed the bosses uh, so much as possible to get things done from home. Yeah. Whereas before I think that there was this expectation, oh, you're not as productive if you're not in the office kind of a thing. Right. Whereas now they're like, Oh, actually people can get stuff done even, you know, if they're not physically in. So I think that overall in some ways it's given, that kind of flexibility to parents. And of course it must be so much easier, um, you know, where you're like not rushing and dealing with traffic to like drop your kid off or. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I I just realized that we never talked about this. Like, so what was, were kids ever in your roadmap? Um, I like not really it's like uh I mean when you're when you're little you kind of have this idea of like you know getting mm-hmm. married white picket fence like two 2.3 kids or whatever it is dogs yeah. cats whatever um but then like yeah I was a weird sometimes I think I was a weird child no <laughs> why I mean, should be weird <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I'm not weird at all um yeah, I, I distinctly remember, I can't remember how old I was, but I re- distinctly remember at one point um, as a tween, maybe, like, they, I don't know if I was a teen, maybe, yeah, tween, like, anyway, some, somewhere in, along that spectrum, where I was like, my mother was cooking at the stove, mm-hmm. and I just, I was, I was standing beside her, and I turned to her and I was like, I don't understand why women would have children. It's a parasite in your body sucking the life from you. Wait. And you decide to give birth to it. <laughs> and she and she just looked at me and she was like, I guess. <laughs> she, I don't think she knew what to say. She was just like has huh. <laughs> she looks like no. she's about to explode <laughs> no i'm not i honestly honestly because i was reading me. a bunch of medical books because I, I was also a weird kid and so yeah okay. and i remember reading about like how the child would like you know leach calcium from the mother's blood and like all of these things and i was just like what is going on? And I was just like, I don't get this. And then like when I was in medical school, and then, you know, it went away. Like that kind of thinking went away. And I was just like, oh, maybe I get up married. Maybe I will get married and have kids, blah, blah, blah. And then I did my ob dine rotation. And yeah. oh my God, I was so fucking traumatized for <laughs> years. I was just like, oh, that's what happens during birth. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be doing this for a while. <laughs> it was... It was eye-opening and, like, really, really traumatizing for somebody in their early 20s. I was just like, oh, my God, why would people go through this? (laughs) And the thing is, is that the biological – sorry, I'll get get back to you, Taz. Like, I don't mean to interrupt. I just want to finish this train of thought because I will always – I always end up losing it and go off on your tangents. But anyway, so, yeah. And then the other thing was, was that, like, 
I remember, um, yeah, so I was on my OB-GYN rotation freaking out because like everything was tearing and all sorts of fluids were coming out and it was just like Armageddon. And then like, <laughs> and, and, then, and then, but then like at every point in like in my early 20s, because, because of the field that I'm in and also because I did genetics as undergrad, mm-hmm. there's all this talk about oh, you know, when a woman hits 35, that's when, you know, that's when you can get increased chromosomal abnormalities, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, even even though, like, I logically knew that in, like, that you should plan for having kids at least before, like, 35, like, I don't know, the trauma of it all just freaked me out. And then, like, yeah, and then that's the other thing. I remember in my OB-GYN rotation, all the teenagers had no trouble giving birth. It was just, like, they went into labor, and literally an hour later, it was just, like, this kid pops out, and everything's, like, hunky-dory. And then all the women in their 40s, you hear all the OB-GYN, like, all the, you know, I'm going to say old OB-GYN. They're, like, literally probably in their, like, my age now, like, 40s. And they just be like... Oh, these women in their 40s were thinking they can have kids late in life. It's going to be a fucking long birth. You know, they're going to be in labor for hours. And so then they'd like pretty much like turning to me, like, and the implicit thing, like, that they were trying to like convey is like, if you're going to have kids, have them early. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. But then, and then I don't know, like, life happens and you meet people and you don't meet people. And it's just kind of like, yeah. whatever. I feel like it's one of those things right now where I'm like, yeah, maybe I've missed my window. Maybe I haven't. Whatever. You know, like, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, it doesn't matter. But anyway, I interrupted you, Taz. What were you no, no, no. Not at, not at all. I think that was wonderful. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> you, you mentioned it because I think that is the other. <laughs> spectrum of it that I wanted to bring up because I don't know if this existed before uh, but then now and maybe because now you know I talk to a lot more mom and I'm or I'm in part of mom groups and stuff there is uh, two things I think there's a lot more um, acceptance and encouragement from people who have children and understanding to say it's perfectly normal. Don't, if you don't want children. Like, I think our parents' <laughs> generation was more like, oh my God, children are these magical beings. How can you not want them? They complete your life. Whereas <laughs> everybody I know, either they have children or they don't want children. There is this big thing where people are like, hey man, don't have to have children. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, have them if you really want them. <laughs> <laughs> or feel free to wait because they will ruin your marriage <laughs> or not ruin per se but change your marriage change your relationships i think i don't i think our parents generation was always had this for whatever reason this need to sort of say like really glorify it right like mm-hmm. they really glorify yeah. um you know children complete you you know they they are the thing that you know we must all want and you know how can you not and you know that's that's what we're all working towards yeah but i'm here to tell you that is actually not the case i think for people from our generation and i'm the same age as you to there's plenty of people we know i know who are my age even younger than me who absolutely do not want children which is a great don't have to climate climate wise uh 
economy-wise, I mean, is it really? Do we need more humans? <laughs> we don't. And I, I think even when I was young, I always did sort of in my head sort of think in this way that, you know, you people have children because they want to have children. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 to me, I've always stood by that. To me, I think this is very much like a selfish, self-driven need that we have because mm-hmm. I want... Um, you know, I used to even think like to want your own biological children is almost like, oh, I want to pass on my genes and I want to see a mini me, right? Mm-hmm. I used to think like, why would you want that? I mean, there's too many children in the world, just adopt. And then I went and read up on adoption and realized how difficult it is to adopt. So I'm like, okay, so I can see why you want to have a child because it's actually probably easier. An easier route. Yeah. Easier route than to qualify to to adopt. So I got that. That's actually one. kind of really ironic though, right? It's like yeah. you 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 need to pass so many tests oh, and yeah. stuff to adopt, but or not tests, but you know what I mean. Like there's so much paperwork and and I mean of course they need to be vetted, but there's just a lot of qualify of qual- qualifications oh. that you need to meet um, in yeah. order to be able to adopt, but not to actually have um, to get pregnant. Exactly. So. Exactly. So that that thing, but these are not things that people, I think, um, talked about, right? Like it's not. Yeah. It's like you, you. Everyone always glossed over. Oh, it's glorified, and everyone's talked about. Yes, yes, yes. Labor is painful, but oh, you have this baby and you forget everything. But let me tell you, like, same thing. Like what Rashmi went through. I heard that from my friends who was in, who did her OBGYN rotation and came and told me all the things that happened, which is why I was like great epidural right away if I ever have children (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah no no I had I had an argument with a couple about an epidural because he wouldn't let her his wife have one and oh (laughs) wait did you say he wouldn't let her he he wouldn't allow her to have an epidural oh yeah no no it was was not it was like not good but basically I convinced them that it was I was it was a very interesting conversation even this i mean and that was it again that's not something people also talked about you were you were not supposed to complain about birth or be scared of it like even this idea the fact that like when i told someone that you know i was actually terrified of labor i never i was the person in the in the prenatal class who didn't want to see the video i'm like i don't want to see the video of that baby coming up Sounds gross. (laughs) There there was all the parents wanted to see this video. There was me and another father. We were both like, "Uh, yeah, it's not pleasant. (laughs) Yeah, I I watched many. It is not pleasant. (laughs) Thankfully, thankfully, it was it was animated. The video we were shown was animated, and I was like, hallelujah. And I remember being pregnant, and and my other friend. saying oh you know i have this book about natural birth you know maybe you should just read it just to consider (laughs) and i was like uh no i'm pretty sure i'm gonna get an epidural in fact my doctor (laughs) friends had told me exactly when to ask for an epidural and i'm gonna ask for that epidural she's like no just just i think you're too scared of birth you know i i had both my kids naturally and i'm using air quotes here because nothing irks me more to hear natural birth as if any other way is unnatural and yeah. must be some some defect in you to not do it naturally but anyway yeah. that's a different 
tirade on its own. But <laughs> <laughs> but on that, for she was like, she was like, oh no no, you know, of course your decision, but just read on it. I was like, fine, give me the book, and I opened the book, and the first thing is, oh meadows and flowers and how wonderful nature is, and I was like, slam that book down, never opened it again. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think maybe we should call it an episode for this week. But, you know, we've had a really great conversation and I think that uh, we'll probably continue it next week as well. Um, So if you're uh, interested in this topic and want to hear what else uh, Sim, uh, Taz and I have to say, then uh, be sure to come and join us next week. Hit us up on social. Please do. Uh, We're on Insta, Facebook and Twitter. And um, you can find all those handles on our um, website. website. Yeah. At does this make me look old.com. And you can email us at does this make me look old at gmail.com. Awesome. So <laughs> cool. Uh, so I guess that's it. And, uh, yeah. Join us again next week. Yep. And, uh, see you again. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.